We are continuing in Psalm 103. And if you would turn to Psalm 103, please. We're going to focus on verses 17 and 18 today. Psalm 103, 1 through 18. This is the living word of God. A psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As the flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. Our Father in heaven, we bow before you. You make covenants to bless us to glorify your holy name. And we pray that our hearts will be uh, ready to hear your word and that you'd prepare our hearts as we come to the table of the Lord. We rejoice in our salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you in his name. Amen. As we saw, I think it was last week, in verses 15 and 16, we heard that uh, the Lord knows that we are dust. We just read that. He knows that we are frail. And that frailty was described in a couple of ways that I mentioned last time. Uh, our earthly lives, our mortal bodies are like grass. It dries up and it blows away uh, quickly. Uh, we're like flowers that are beautiful for a while and then they fade. We're like a shadow, it said in some scriptures, that passes. And then we're like a breath. We're like a vapor. And it's there for a short time and it's gone. But in very strong contrast, the Word of God and the mercy of God, which we see all through Scripture and it's also all through this psalm, the mercy of God are from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And he, th this will never change. His mercy cannot change. It will not change. And verse 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. And Rodney mentioned that this morning. We are commanded to keep uh, his commandments. And so first of all, four points I'd like to say here from verses 17 through 18. First of all, the recipients of his mercy. The recipients of his mercy, it says, are those who fear him. They're the ones, indeed, who truly know what God's mercy is. They fear him. They understand his great mercy and kindness to them. And they praise him for it. That's what people do who who fear him. They walk in the fear of the Lord and they have a desire to please him above all else, to please him, uh, to walk in obedience uh, because 
they're in awe of him. They're in awe of his holiness, and they're in awe of his, his righteousness, of the righteousness of their heavenly father. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Psalm 111.10. And the wisdom God gives to those who fear him is always growing in praising God for his mercy. So in other words, we'll get better and better at praising God for his great mercy to us as we grow in the wisdom and in the fear of the Lord. Secondly, his mercy or his righteousness is also promised to children's children, it says. Now today, Thomas Bradford Kirsch, in obedience, came forward, carried by his parents. He received the sign of the covenant. And this sign and seal is commanded, of course, to be applied to the children of believing parents. So Dave and Mandy came forward in obedience to those commands. And they came forward also in faith. They came in faith to claim the promises made to Abraham and to his descendants, to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. The Christians came believing, they came trusting in the promises of God that Thomas will walk in righteousness and truth because of the amazing grace of God and his mercy in his covenant and that God will be merciful to Thomas. Well, third, God's mercy is also to those who keep his covenant, it says. These are believers who treasure their covenantal status, and they know what that means. They treasure the covenant that they are under, and so they obey. They want to walk in obedience. They fail, yes, but their desire is to obey. And they keep, by God's grace, the commandments of his law. And these are those who know that they stand only because the Lord lovingly made a covenant with them. He made a covenant with his elect, and he enables them to know this and to obey this. And these people also are those who recognize their own weakness, and as I mentioned earlier, the brevity of, of their own life. But they trust in generational blessings that God in his mercy will pour out uh, to them uh, beyond their mortal life. The Lord promised this to Abraham, same promise to us. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Praise God, Genesis 17, 7. The Lord established his covenant for generations of his people to be God to them and to their descendants. And then in verse 9 of that same chapter, uh, Genesis 17, God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. And then he went on to explain the requirements, the things that, Abraham had to do to obey this covenant, to be a part of this covenant. And Matthew Henry said, his righteousness, that is the living God, his righteousness, the truth of his promise, shall be unto children's children, provided they tread in the steps of their predecessors' piety and keep his covenant as they did, as their predecessors did. Then shall mercy be preserved to them even to a thousand generations, God's mercy is so clear in that he made a covenant with a sinful people and he's given us his spirit so that we might desire to keep his covenant and we might be able to keep it and have strength to keep it. And he shows us great mercy when we struggle in that and when we fail. And last, God's mercy is to those who remember his commandments. In other words, to do them is what it says clearly. They're not only learning the commandments, 
as we reviewed today, they're learning the law. It's on their heart. Uh, they're learning the word of God. But they are bringing that word to mind. And they're acting on them. They are hearers and also active doers of the word of God who are not content. These people are not content, I believe, uh, with just knowing the word now at the level they know now or their application of it now. But they seek to obey it more and more. And so they discipline themselves in keeping the precious commandments of the living God, which are not burdensome. So on the continuing mercy which belongs to these keepers of the commandments, Matthew Henry said, it will last them, that is the mercy of God, it will last them longer than their lives on earth. And therefore, they need not be troubled, though their lives be short, since death itself will be no abridgment, no infringement of their bliss. God's mercy is better than life, for it will outlive it. God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting to those who, by God's grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit, remember his word. Remember to do the Lord's commandments. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have those who do his commandments. Psalm 111.10. And this table that we are coming to in obedience this morning is a sign and seal of God's covenant of grace, as we also saw in baptism, and of his great mercy to his own people. The covenant of grace was sealed by blood, by the sacrifice of our Lord for us on the cross, showing us, demonstrating to us, his great and everlasting mercy. Let's pray. Dear Lord of mercy, we rejoice that you have shown your mercy to your people by giving your covenant of grace to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, thank you that you bless those who fear you and you give us grace to keep your commandments. And we thank you for the promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord and for your wonderful and abundant mercies poured out continually on us. Oh Lord, forgive us for taking your great mercy for granted, for not giving thanks for your everlasting mercy. Lord, enable us now to partake joyfully of these reminders of your mercy as your people, by faith, for the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we ask this in his name. Amen.